Warning. Broadcast from Undisclosed Holler in the Appalachian Mountains in Northeast Alabama. They're not hillbillies, they're just billies from the hills. This is the Alabama Sportsman's Podcast. Welcome back to the Alabama Sports Podcast. Be sure to like and follow us on social media, and you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and be sure to subscribe. It's not often that a hunter gets to kill a buck in velvet in Alabama, and especially one that will score high enough to make the Alabama record book. But that's exactly what Jacob Smith did in Lawrence County. This is a truly unique trophy with a gross score of 161 and 7 eighths inches and a piebald rack. That's right, piebald rack. Listen to Jacob as he walks us through his what, what What county did you kill this buck in? Uh, Lawrence County. Lawrence County. All right, yes, man. Sir. That's uh, that's North Alabama, isn't it? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, so go tell us. Man, what caught my what caught my eye was something special about this deer. Won't you tell everybody what was so special about this deer? It's a uh, full velvet, full velvet. And, and what was what was the date you killed him on? January fifteenth. January fifteenth, still in velvet. Did he did he have all these male parts or? Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. They was uh, they was there. They was just small, hmm. real small. He had the micro weenus, didn't he? Micro, yeah. micro yeah. weenus. <laughs> he didn't know how to rub it off, did he? That's right. <laughs> did uh, did you let did a biologist look at it or anything, or just you just uh, done away with it and just? No, sir. Uh, the only only person that uh, I've taken it to was I carried it straight to taxidermist, mm-hmm. which uh, he recommended me get it to him pretty quick. That velvet and right. Uh, which he he looked at it and we talked to him and and uh, that's the only thing we can come up with. His suggestion was you know like some kind of hormone testosterone problem maybe from an injury or something. Right. Was there any visible injuries on it? No, no, not not a mark on him. I mean, he was he was good and healthy. He he was. Uh, we guesstimated him probably well over two hundred pounds. Y'all didn't weigh him though. Did y'all weigh him, Jacob? Uh, no, sir. We we didn't have no scales available, but uh, I mean, just uh, guessed over two hundred pounds. Yeah, he looked big. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was he was big, he big, healthy. I mean, everything looked looked fine on him except uh, underneath there. He just had small his, his small male pile. <laughs> His under yeah. his undercarriage <laughs> wasn't too many too much of a carriage, was it? <laughs> nah. <laughs> that government. <laughs> I bet yeah. y'all have got a good laugh out of that though, haven't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, that's kind of you know every deer I've I've seen a few like that, you know, and they you know a couple of them, you know, they've they've been does. Right. And that's what I was thinking at first, you know, and I I told my brother-in-law, I was like, man, I bet it's a doe. And we looked, it was there. It's just wasn't normal. All right, let's tell everybody, all right, North Alabama, when does, in Lawrence County there, when do your bucks usually go in rut in that part of the state? Well, uh, uh, they're a little, little different in some places, uh, which, I, I mean, we're right here at, at Bankhead, mm-hmm. and I hunt there a lot, and, I mean, most of the time early uh, November, mid-November, around Thanksgiving, 
they hitting off and which where we was hunting this particular deer uh was right at the north of bankhead at the foot of the mountain and uh they they was in rut around uh christmas time mm-hmm. and uh they've kind of you know everything's done slowed down a little bit since then right so this, then so this book should have had that velvet gone way back when so it's nothing special yeah. i mean it's nothing uh you know that happened far as the rut wise or anything like that so this this was totally Unique. abnormal yeah right okay right. all right yeah well, i remember it was probably probably about 15 years ago we were hunting in like maplesville down that way and a guy had killed a five point and it was it was about mid-january about this time and it was the same way but that deer was a hermaphrodite it had male and female parts, mm-hmm. and it had a rack still in velvet, but it was a little buck, you know, like a, I mean, it was like a little basket rack five point, but, I mean, it's like you said, something was wrong testosterone-wise with it, you know, to not rub the horns off, you know. Right. It was wild, and I mean, he hadn't, uh, his hawks was dry as a bone, hadn't, I mean, he hadn't had showed any signs of, of that he'd been in rut or anything where y'all are hunting is there like a overpopulation of deer or uh i mean is it just uh where we hunt we try to keep like a one-to-one ratio does and bucks Uh, like around there do you see a lot of a lot more does than you do bucks or do you see a lot more bucks than you do does well i mean uh it's 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 a lot you see more does but i mean you know, them bucks are smart. I think it's it's pretty close because there is a lot of bucks. I mean, there's a lot of big bucks around. There's a lot of big bucks still around up here. And uh, But, you know, it's it's nothing to see. A bunch of little basket racks and spikes. And, but uh, I yeah. think it's pretty, pretty, pretty even around through there. Right. And, you know, on your Facebook page and everything, you're, you're not a stranger to – you know, good bucks. I mean, I've seen you killed a lot of good bucks in your life. I mean, it's not, this is not the first one, but back to this buck. Um, so, so you got him to the taxidermy. Now, people who don't know a buck that's in velvet, uh, you got to get him, you got to get him somewhere quick because that velvet will start rotting and it'll start right. stinking. It'll smell like, it'll smell like a gut shot. Right. And right. So, it's, just, it's just flesh. That's it. That's right. So, uh, when you, when you got him back and all, um, did y'all put a tape on him and just get you a rough score of him? Um, yeah, uh, my taxidermist did the the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rough rough scored him in. Uh, he come up with uh, one sixty one seven eights mm-hmm. for gross, and when he minus his deductions, it was one forty eight and two eights. Yeah, we'll just call him one sixty eight seven eights because I I think if a buck score uh, grows it, he deserves it. That's right. So uh, all right, now this buck right here. Uh, you got any history with him? Have you had any on uh, your cameras or anything? Well, this year, no. We have, we have not seen him. Uh, hadn't had any, didn't have any pictures, uh, which where we're hunting, my brother-in-law, he has 30 acres, and he's got a field in the back or kind of in the middle of his property. It's probably anywhere from 8 to 10 acre field, and they used to row crop it, mm-hmm. and we let it grow up, and uh, – on each end of it, we planted us a little greenfield, and then the back, probably ten acres or so, is uh, 
real uh, just a big thicket and pines goes down to a creek we have a green field planted back there mm-hmm. so man we got cameras set up fields and feeders no no pictures of him never seen him before i hadn't even heard of him you know through the area other people wow uh, he, he just appeared and uh you know that's what we was thinking you know that it was just a gift from God yeah. that, that he shows up. And which my, my taxidermist, he asked the same question, you know, because we was trying to figure out, you know, what might I, could happen to him. Right. He said, you, you know, y'all didn't have any uh, previous pictures from years before. And which at first I was like, no, nah, we ain't never seen nothing like this, you know. Right. Well, my brother-in-law, he's thinking about it. He goes back and checks his, his uh, trail cameras from last year. He had a, a, a very nice buck show up, and he was just there two nights around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And after looking at it, we believe it's the same deer. And, like, he was fine, like, hard horn, healthy, and looked good. But, uh, I mean, they're identical. Crab claw on the right side, a little bit of the palmation on the right side, split G2s on both sides, just the same. I mean, if you took this deer and just toned him down just to fuzz, took the velvet off and took away the drop time, that's him. Wow. So we we believe it's the same deer from last year, but and when we since then, since I've killed him, you know, I've had several people that hunt the area, neighbors contact me. I've contacted a few and so far in a pretty good radius there, like we haven't found anybody that's seen him or had pictures of him like uh, it's really just a gift of god he showed up yeah that's odd right there that no one else had a had pictures of him and i tell you you know as as many people have seen that picture you know floating around on social media someone if they had him on camera they'd have got in touch with you about it right right and that, that's why i told my told my brother-in-law i was like man that this is this is uh, this is an awesome deer you know he's big but he's unique I mm-hmm. said, some somebody, because I mean, all just any direction you go from where we was, I mean, it's just hunters all around us, right? And I mean, and it's not far, uh, less than a mile in two directions. You're up on the public land of Bankhead, and I was like, there, there's way too many people hunting around. Somebody has seen this deer. Somebody's hunting this deer. Somebody's fishing to be upset. Oh but yeah, we we haven't heard hurts from anybody that's mm. saying it's just a miracle wow well uh jacob walk us through your hunt man like uh leading up to it and everything and uh uh tell us about the day you shot him well uh that which that's also a good story because uh, yeah that's what we want to hear right here <laughs> i like uh, a good story well we, we me and my brother-in-law we we go out here that that morning and uh i'm gonna hunt the big field on one of them green fields which we don't have any stands or anything, so I was using a climbing stand. Right. And I wasn't high off the ground, just, just up a little bit. And my brother-in-law went down in the backfield, down in the woods, <clears throat> and uh, we were sit, sitting there, and like I said, I hadn't seen nothing, no no movement, nothing. I mean, just like any other day, I was playing on my phone, just happened to look up. I see this deer. I put my phone up, and he's walking across the edge of the field. And then when I look back, I realize Boyd is actually standing there. Hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it gets, 
got the heart pumping a little bit, so I was I was trying to hurry so he wouldn't get away. He wasn't sticking around. When I got on him a shot, well, man, I was I was kind of I don't know speechless. I, I couldn't couldn't believe what just happened. Right. And uh, so the first thing I did, I pick up my phone, I text my my dad, and my nephew, and told him, I was like, man, I just shot a monster. And uh, which that's how I described it to them. I was like, because <laughs> it happened so quick, uh, you know, at first glance, that's what I thought I was seeing. I was like, he's so he got so much mass, right? And dark horn. I said it almost like he was in velvet, right? Which lo and behold, he was. But mm-hmm. and as I was talking to them, like it, it had only been, I mean, less than ten minutes. My brother-in-law shoots. Dang. Well. Well, he texted me. He said, did you miss? And I was like, no, man, I didn't miss. He's like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, because right after I shot, uh, a decent little buck come running from me. And, and, you know, we're at the most 200 yards apart. And he said, this deer come running from me to him. So he thought maybe I missed it. Right. So, so he shoots the deer and drops it. And I was like, I don't know. No, I didn't miss. I, I know I didn't miss. I said, what did you kill? You know, because when I shot the deer, <clears throat> he went down, but he come back up and was, was dragging his back in. He got over in that tall grass. But, I mean, I was pretty positive I seen, seen him fall in it. Right. But <laughs> when my brother-in-law was telling me, telling me all this, you know, I started getting nervous. Like, well, well maybe he caught his foot and went on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what'd you shoot? He said, well, it was, it was a pretty nice buck. I said, how nice? He said, no, nah, he's, you know, a decent nine-pointer. I'm sitting here at him. I saw, yeah, no, nah, I didn't miss. <laughs> <laughs> so so he he walks up there, and he was like, well, where's he at? And I said, he's, he's just right up here at the top of the hill. I said, he didn't go far from what I, you know, thought from the stand. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I mean, he didn't. He didn't go maybe 30 yards dragging himself and, he was laying right there, and my brother-in-law, boy, he was—he's just as pumped and excited as I was. <laughs> Heck yeah! Well, what uh, what'd you shoot him with? Uh, three oh eight. Three oh eight. Yeah, he wasn't going yeah. far at all with that. Nope. No. Heck yeah! Did y'all have a far drag? Oh no, no, we drove uh the Ranger right up to him. <laughs> so, what about your brother-in-law's buck? Was it a decent buck? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty pretty nice deer. I mean, I would say he was probably, you know, around. Uh, I don't know. I don't know much, a whole lot about that scoring, but I'd say about a 115, 120 inch deer, maybe. Yeah, yeah, good. I mean, somewhere around in there. I mean, kind of normal for what we see around there, you know. Oh yeah. Really, more like what we expect to see than right. what showed up that morning. Yeah, I mean, a good buck, you know, a good Alabama buck, you know, what you planned on killing, and all of a sudden, dang, Kathonga walks out on you and. Yeah, that's so good. It's hard to compare all the mother bucks to that one, you know, when you got yeah. him laying there. You know, 160, 160 inch bucks, a monster buck. It is, it is. I, I, I never imagined, you know, you hear people talk about these scores all the time, and, you know, and I never, I guess, never having one killed that big, you know, it takes a big deer to, you know, make them record books because, you know, their minimum's like 150. Right. And it's, yeah. If this deer is a 160, like, you know, it, it's going to take a big deer to to hit that mark. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure 
I mean, I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but somebody, somebody will know. I, is there a is there a special category for a velvet buck in the record books I, in Alabama? I don't know that. I haven't I haven't heard. Uh, I mean, that would be pretty neat if it was. Oh but, yeah, sure would. Yeah. I bet you got the biggest one taken out of that county. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, <laughs> I really ain't. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's been a few taken from out here, but I mean. None yeah. that just kind of stand out to me that I can remember, you know. Yeah, there's. I mean, because the way our hunt season falls, you know, we don't really get a great opportunity. Well, this year we did because it come in, you know, some places early, but you know, to right. kill a velvet buck. So, right. I mean, you killing one in January, that's just a, that's a yeah. bonus on top of a bonus on top of a bonus. And see, that's what that's what zone we're in is the new zone, zone D. Right. So, I mean, everybody around through there, they got to start, you know early it was october 1st for bow and november 7th gun yeah and uh, which was no i think there was a really nice velvet deer killed in bankhead this year but you know around that area was the one that still shocks me that ain't nobody got history with this deer yeah that's wild right there only thing i was sitting here thinking about it you know how far did you say through the you know as, as a crow flies would you think the public land is Oh man, uh, less than a mile in two different directions. Yeah. So all I could think is either he was hiding on a small parcel somewhere, and he got bumped and come over there on you, or either that son was going to come off that uh, public land. You know, got bumped off some public land and ended up down there on you. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing we can think of, and because, like I said, and uh, just any direction you pick to go from there. I mean, you're going to come across, uh, it's either open open uh, crop fields or, you know, somebody that lives there that hunts and, you know, got cameras and green fields, shooting houses and all this. So, I mean, the only thing I can think of that where he could elude all these people is if, if he did come from the mountain. Right. You know, which yeah. he, I mean, there's a lot of people that hunts up there too, and, they, you know, they do their homework with cameras, but... He's got a bigger chance of eluding somebody up there than down here. Right. Well, all I know is he made a mistake and come out in front of you. Right. He, he sure did. Was it a uh, early morning hunt? I couldn't remember if you said it was early morning or. Yeah. Yes, sir. It was, it was early. It was probably about. Uh, I think it was about seven thirty when I shot. Right. Dang man, that was a that was a quick hunt, wasn't it? Yeah. And I mean, which January 15th, you know, in zone D, that was the last day that you kill a doe. Right. So, I mean, I didn't, both of us really kind of had our minds made up, you know, we was going to get one more for the freezer, you know, we wasn't going to be too picky. Right. And I mean, it was just a blessing that that was what come out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's, that's a great story right there. Did you see the other buck that your brother-in-law shot? No, I, I never saw it. I mean, which that's what I told him. I said, you know, I, I'm i not going to say that they wasn't together. I said, but, you know, he was the first one I seen. That was, I didn't look at nothing else. Right. I mean, he had my attention from the go. And, but, I mean, I didn't see another deer. And even after I shot him, he ran, I'd never seen another deer flagging or run away or nothing. And, I mean, he wasn't 50 yards from me. So, I mean, if there would have been another one, I mean, I'm sure I would have seen. 
but uh, I was focused on him. Did your taxidermist pull his uh, jawbone, see how old he was? Uh, I don't think he has yet. Yeah. But uh, he, he looked him over, and uh, he was guesstimating him about four and a half. Hmm. Yeah, them bucks but, up there, they grow big anyway, so. Genetics yeah, carry yeah. those bucks a long way. Mm-hmm. And I bet, I guarantee you he was 200 plus pounds because if he didn't, he didn't have no need to rut, he wasn't run down, you know. No, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. I mean, he hadn't rubbed any. And that was what's crazy to me because, you know, you know, regardless of, of what happened to him, what was wrong with him, staying velvet, you know, uh, he's still traveling. And he's in the woods, in the thicket, in the briars, wherever he is. I mean, he definitely he's got to be in cover if he's eluding all these people. But how he made it from September to January without damaging that velvet. And, I mean, it was perfect. I mean, he had one little spot on his right main beam underneath where he looked like he might have nicked it on something, had a little cut in it. Right. But other than that, like, no scratches, no tears, no rips. I mean, the only only thing that happened to him was uh, when we got to him, like on his split G2s on both sides, the, the tips of them was broke. That's what my taxidermist said, because as fresh as it was and bloody, that that was a, a fresh, you know, that had just happened. So that probably happened when he crashed. Right. And, I mean, them horns, man, they was real uh, it was real flexible, flimsy. Oh, you know, yeah, it was soft and delicate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I was scared to death to touch him. I was afraid I was going to break every one of them. Yeah. It, I mean, it, I don't think it's too hard to pull that velvet off either. I mean, it, you could you could put a lot of pressure with your thumb and roll some of it off, depending. I mean, you know how far along he is and and all that. Right. How long was that drop tine on him? That, it looked uh, pretty long. Yeah, I, I I didn't really I didn't I didn't put no tape measure on it, and uh, I didn't think to ask my taxidermist. But I mean, it was good, uh, probably four or five inches. Heck yeah, it was right over his his right eye, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, come right down over his eye. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was neat. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, especially in Alabama, that's been begging for this velvet hunt, you know, which we may get it eventually. So, I mean, obviously everybody wants to kill a deer in velvet. Yeah. But, I mean, there ain't many hunters that don't dream of a drop time. I mean, it was just, it was just a real blessing to be able to get both in one. Yeah, that's a that's a dream buck, your drop time buck. And, you know, just just it has to be, I mean – uh, a buck with a drop time, you automatically think of Texas, you know? I do, right. anyway. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee he's got some kind of a Texas bloodline in him, you know, from all them uh, transplanted deer from the 60s. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Who knows? I'm not a biologist. I'm just a, I'm just a guy that likes to hunt. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, and, man, and, and that's another cool part about him, too, that, uh, you know, I ain't really talked much about it, but I've tried to. You know, tell people, and if you really look at some of them pictures, like on his right side, mm-hmm. you know, uh, his his horn, his antler looks a little white. Well, it's not. It's not a glare from the sun, like on a, per, a perfect strip right underneath his his uh, main beam. Mm-hmm. It's from his base all the way to the tip. It's white, like the velvet's white. Hmm. Oh, like the fuzz, the flesh, everything's yeah. white. And then the top half is brown like normal. And then that where it comes down that drop time, it's like split. Half of it's brown, half of it's white. 
almost like a piebald right, velvet right. antler. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's what it's like. It's kind of wild. That is wild. You know what? I'm gonna let me write that down. I'm gonna look that up and see. Have you looked it up? See if that was normal or if that's odd. No, I, I, I ain't. I ain't checked into it. I, I've never heard of that. Never seen it. You know, the only time, like even pictures, like you see on TV and the outdoor channel and stuff. You know, you know, you see these uh, albino deer and piebald yeah. deer. You know, they they'll have white horns too. Right. But you know, I've never. Other than that, I've never seen a deer. They've all been you know normal brown velvet. It's the first time I've ever seen that. I've never even heard of it. Nope. Never it even heard of it. I'm 46 years old, and I've never even heard of it. It's that's pretty neat. That is interesting right there. Man, yeah, I'm going to check that out. I'm, I'm going to Google it, and if I can't find anything on it, I'm going to try to call a biologist and see what we find out on it. And if I find out something, I'll let you know. Because that, that, right yeah. that right there is, man, that's going to be pretty when it's mounted. Golly. Yeah. And, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, it's just it's like he almost painted it on there. I wonder how they preserve the... The velvet on a horn. Did your taxidermist say? How much what? How do they preserve the velvet uh, on the horns? They freeze dry. Is that what they do? Yeah. He said he would have to have to cut them horns off of the skull, and then he'll send them off, and they freeze dry. Hmm. I'm I want to say I can't remember if he said this, but I've uh you know uh was researching this looked it up like they inject it with something or something and freeze dry hmm. in like a big oven like a freeze dryer and right when he gets them back that's all they do to preserve the antlers and then he just puts them back on and mounts it here like normal puts it on the mountain and puts your cape on it and all yeah right hmm. sort of like a turkey head you know when the amount of turkey you know they take the head and freeze dry the head right right then put it right. back on yeah well, that's pretty cool. I guess it's sort of like a uh, embalming solution that they inject it with. Yeah, you know? that's that's, that's kind of what I looked up. You know, there was a couple of different things that some taxidermists, you know, which most of these taxidermists that was, had these little forms I was looking at was like out west, you know, where they usually kill deer and velvet and stuff. And they use like formaldehyde and mm-hmm. there was some other kind of thing that they inject them with. But oh, it's weird. There was actually one, I think he was a taxidermist from Nevada, but he didn't freeze dry them. All he did, whatever he used, he just injected them with whatever it was, and that was it. Hmm. In Nevada? Yeah. It has yeah. to be something to do with that dry weather out there, that dry climate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was weird. But you, you just put something like that out in Alabama, man. The dang humidity in Alabama eat it up alone. That's right. Everything rots in Alabama. Yeah trucks and everything people <laughs> yeah, people trucks velvet, <laughs> velvet antlers <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's uh, rare it that you kinda... killed it in alabama there's not yeah. many big bucks yeah. that's killed in velvet in alabama that's definitely for sure yeah that was uh well we was i was excited about because i mean it's it's definitely the, the biggest deer i've killed and you know i, I was ready to to load him up and ride him around and show him off to everybody. Heck yeah. And I was talking to my taxidermist, you know, and I asked him, I said, well, man, I mean, is there anything special that I need to do other than normal? You know, he's like, well, if you plan on mounting, you need to get him caked out and get in a freezer ASAP as soon as you can. And I was like, well, man, he, I ain't got a freezer big enough here to fit in. 
<laughs> he was like, well, bring him, bring him to me. So we took him straight there. And I ain't seen him since. Yeah. Dang. So, <laughs> now, oh, you got pictures, ain't it? Yeah, that's a weight that's right. Who's uh Who are you letting uh, mount him for you? Uh, Lee Black. All right. Moulton. All right. Heck yeah. Shout out to Lee Black. That's right. Lifelike taxidermist. All right. And uh, when you get him back, you're going to have to send us a picture, and that way we can post it, too, and let everybody see his work. Oh, man, yeah, man, yeah. He's the best stuff around. Has he uh, Has he done a lot for you? Yes, sir. About, yeah. about everything I got, he, he, Lee's done, done an amazing job on it. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, you know, I saw your – you know, social media, and you—you're you, no stranger to small bucks. You killed—you killed your share of them. I mean, you know, you definitely know what a good buck he is. Yeah. Well, bucks get lucky. <laughs> hey, man, there ain't nothing wrong with luck. No, I'd it's fifty percent luck. Fifty percent luck, fifty percent skill. That's deer hunting. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I take that look. I like it. Well, Jacob, man, that's a great buck, and it's a great story, man. I sure am glad you gave us a little bit of your time to tell it and let everybody else listen to it and you know maybe it'll maybe it'll happen again for you if not just a velvet buck just another big buck because it looks like you know you know what you're doing when it comes to big bucks so uh like i said i'm just i'm, I'm proud for you i'm glad you got him man and and when you uh get him back send us a picture of the mount i will and uh i appreciate y'all calling and talking to me i've enjoyed it i have too man stay in touch with us you know if you have any more hey do you do any turkey hunting Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, we we love it, too. So we'll probably get back with you during turkey season if you want. We'll talk a little turkey. All right. Sounds good to me, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Jacob. See you, Jacob. Thank you. All right, See you, man.